0: All right, here we are back for another awesome episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is the dirty 30th episode of OTBWB. I am your host that likes to eat toast, Cody Beekman, And with me, as always, Keats Flatlander Xander. Hello, everyone. And I've got Feed the Needy Beedy. How's it going,
1: everybody? And
0: I've got Taco Bell Hot Sauce, Ross Bormeier. Oh, hello. And today we are joined by an incredible guest, Mr. Pierce Grandchamp, a local sled hockey player. Pierce, say what's up to the fine people out there.
2: What's up? Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Oh, no, thank you so much for being on. We're going to have a great show. And uh, so we're going to roll right into it. Uh, Guess what, everybody? Hockey Day in History is back, everyone. Woo! So, uh, if you guys listen to us, uh, have ever listened to us before with a Hockey Day in History, we'd like our guest to kick us off. So, Pierce, what do you got for us today, buddy?
2: Uh, Today in Hockey History, um, the Edmonton Oilers retired Wayne Gretzky's sweater.
0: Ooh, a great one going up in the rafters. That's a good pick right there. I'll tell you what. Uh, I know Daniels uh, just loving that. Yeah, that's one.
1: a great choice. I mean, easy pick. <laughs> Only player in the NHL to have his number retired league wide. Yep.
0: As yeah, well. that's true. And uh, when you kind of think about that, don't you think maybe Mario Lemieux should be one of those? I do. I mean, it is like pretty unsung that. Uh, well, like it's it's kind of like an uh, untold uh, like un unspoken rule that nobody wears 66 but i mean yeah i kind of feel like at this point might as well just make it in stone
3: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah all right yeah, okay. yeah sorry we forgot in this stone. is an audio <laughs> thing we're
0: <laughs> nodding that was uh yeah that was some real intellectual fodder there boys i really enjoyed it all <laughs> right
4: not so much in stone but yeah in in felt and fabrics and all of that you well know. yeah
0: absolutely in stu- <laughs> in fa- well yeah in fabrics that's actually a good point all in right linens <laughs> all right this is already going off the rails first hockey day history in a long time and we're always just already just like running off the rails all right ross what do you got for us
4: well i've got uh, on september 29th in 1999 uh the atlanta thrashers name kelly butch burger Bookburger. And Bookburger, my bad. Uh as the first uh, captain in franchise history, uh, the move came 3 days before the team's inaugural game.
0: God, do you guys remember Kelly Bookburger? Oh my god. That's goodness. a good trivia question right there. That is really good. I mean, yeah uh, who,
1: who was uh Who was the first captain of the Thrasher's? Oh, clearly Bookburger. Yeah, right. That's that's, <laughs> that's that's the name that comes to mind. First
0: one, first one easily. All right, Daniel, what do you got, bud?
1: Uh, So, for me, I'm going back to 1960, and on October 1st of that year, in the only All-Star game appearance that he ever had in his career, player Andy Hebenton scored the first ever shorthanded game-winning goal in All-Star history. The All-Stars defeated the Stanley Cup champion Montreal Canadiens by a 2-1 margin, which is a cool little piece of history in itself cuz back then uh you had um I think if I'm not mistaken the previous cup champion play like a group of all-stars yeah, so yeah it's kind of neat
0: I mean uh, like uh, it's one thing to have like a shorthanded goal in an all-star game but for it to be the game winner as well is just absolutely ridiculous and I mean, and especially with an all-star game to for it to only be two to one, yeah. Like I mean, the especially you know in our, in our generation where games are like fourteen to thirteen or well, were when when they were still doing just you know uh, East versus West or World versus uh, North America. So that's interesting in all of it. I mean, it's ridiculous, but yeah, yeah, uh, I enjoy it, Keats.
3: Saying best for last, huh?
0: Oh uh, well, I'm I'm actually going last, so, so you're yeah. you're totally right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> out of the, out of the hosts or co-hosts, I should say. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to October second of nineteen ninety nine. Boston's Ray Borg became the first goal scoring def- defenseman in NHL history when his three hundred eighty sixth career goal moved him. One ahead of Paul Coffey's, the milestone came in a 3-1 Bruins loss to the visiting Carolina Hurricanes.
0: Wow, Ray Bourque. I mean, uh, that those are huge names by by their own rights. I mean, Paul Coffey and Ray Bourque. So, a to even sniff at uh, Paul Coffey's um, record and to break it in, in relatively early part of his career is pretty huge.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, hey. Congratulations to Ray back in the 90s.
1: And what a what a fitting way for him to break that record because most of his career he's tracking down these milestones but always coming up short in yeah. some way. Yeah, yep. oh, yeah. And it's just another example of something in his career like that too.
0: Absolutely. Oh, well said. Broke
1: the record, lost.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, tr- so true, so true. All right, so I'm going to take it all the way back to 1933. Whoa. Uh, 33. Uh, September 30. 30- 30th of 1993 at the nhl board of governors meeting it was decided that two referees would henceforth be used for each game instead of one referee and one linesman this system lasted five years before it went back to one and one linesman
3: interesting
1: i wonder why it failed
0: i don't because i mean when when you look at it now you've always you always have two referees and two linesmen now
1: Yeah, it just continued to add more. So it's weird that they're like, "This is good for it. Never mind." No,
0: yeah. (laughs) Well, we're gonna. We tried it, so well, we're done. I mean, there's been so many rules implemented,
3: not not only with like referees, but like. Oh God! Yeah. Over the like the goalie thing, the behind the net thing, like I remember when that first came out, I was like, "This is the dumbest thing ever." But now, like you're watching it, that's like it. I don't even. It doesn't even. Bother me I, know, like, and, I don't even think about it anymore, and
0: thinking about think about going back to the two line pass days, oh, oh yeah,
1: God. that's right, or yeah. even with just officiating now there's like a a floating referee almost where they're watching from the stands to make sure that players they think should go into a concussion protocol go into concussion protocol, yeah, so yep. that's like part of the officiating crew now
3: too,
0: yeah, crazy crazy we've crazy came, times we've come a long way since 1933
3: mm-hmm. I sure gotta say. but now we're in 2020
0: uh, yeah <gasps> i mean I, i'm so i'm like honestly I, don't, I can't speak for you guys but i am so fucking excited to get out of 2020 that is if i do you know uh, like you you never know what can happen
4: this too shall pass <laughs> Season six, episode six, Futurama. On one, on that intro, it says, "Do not go to 2020." I'm not even kidding you.
0: Oh God! <laughs>
4: <laughs> All
0: right, so let's move on. I mean, obviously, we've got uh, Stanley Cup Finals going on right now. So I wanna, I wanna gauge everybody's, um, everybody's ideas on where we're gonna like who we're, who's. The, Jesus Christ, Cody, learn to talk, dude. Uh, No, it's – so, yeah, we're going to gauge everybody's idea on um, who's going to come out with the cup. I'm going to start with you, Pierce. Pierce, have you been watching any of the uh, Stanley Cup finals or what, bud?
2: Uh, Definitely quarantined, like, and hockey. I think it's kind of the only thing keeping me sane.
0: Um, Amen.
2: I'm saying the lightning takeaway – The cup just because to run deep in the playoffs, you have to have goaltending, and Vasilevsky is just killing it. Plus, I can't root for the Stars since they knocked out
0: my abs attaboy that's kind of i think that that that's actually a huge sentiment with all of us right now well except for maybe daniel Daniel daniel's got a different
1: reason though
0: oh okay well we'll we'll find out (laughs) but yeah i i feel you there but i mean that was a heartbreaking uh game seven for for the abs and and you know i i i'm realistically now a tampa bay lightning fan (laughs) but uh all right but uh so how many games do you think this one's gonna go pierce
2: uh let's see probably i don't know i'm a sucker for game seven so let's go game seven
0: get those game seven dramatics man absolutely that's i always kind of feel that's the way like stanley cup finals need to go you know i was actually kind of really bummed about last year how the blues just you know took Well, it was oh no it's still game seven i don't what am i thinking about i'm you know i'm kind of high right now no i'm just kidding uh, yeah, I'm a little, uh, a little messed up. Anyways, uh, sweet man, uh, that's uh, great reason. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick it on over to Ross here. Where Ross, what do you think there, bud? Well,
4: yeah, you're not the only one. I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning fan for, yeah, obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. I mean, Bogosian's from my friend's, born like birth town. Um, like seeing him actually play like the old B- Bogo. <laughs> Bogo, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, he deserves a cup. I mean, Stamkos deserves a cup. The team's playing lights out.
0: Which actually scored his, like, his first goal in the game coming back.
4: Oh, yeah. We just we witnessed it. First period. <laughs> yep. Yeah,
0: that was pretty sweet.
4: But, yeah, no. Um, and uh, Pierce is right. I mean, you, you can only, you know, do so much with uh, Hudobin. Like, honestly, um, I think it's his time to break. I mean, you've got Vasilevsky in net and he's always played lights out hockey
0: and I, I do want to mention that they do have Curtis McElhenney in in the uh
4: in the backup slot <laughs> in the backup
0: slot and you know he's not a slouch oh you no know, like you know he doesn't, he doesn't get a lot of praise or anything especially because he's been you know tossed around lately but I mean Curtis could come in there and uh definitely steal a game or two if he needs to oh yeah easily so, so how many games are you saying
4: oh god um Wait, this one's looking right now. I'm saying probably five, max six to get Ooh. it. Yeah,
0: oh, that's 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 bold. Yeah, it's a bold strategy. Caught. See how it works out for him. All right, Daniel, what do you got there, bud?
1: I agree with the rest of the my esteemed colleagues here. Oh, absolutely. I, I believe Tampa Bay is going to take it. Um, and Curtis McElhaney's a great guy to root for if you're looking for any reason to have a player to get behind this season. There's a journeyman right there. Oh, yeah. That guy's been through so many leagues, so many teams, and great for him to be such a positive outlook kind of player to take on this opportunity. And what do you know? He's in the finals. Um, So good for him. He deserves that, you know, similar to like Stamkos and other players. I'm just glad Stamkos is playing. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think he cares how he gets a Stanley cup, but I know he wants to be the captain and feel like he's contributing. So,
0: uh, especially coming in after, you know, the Le Cavalier and Marty St. Louis generation, you know, you kind of, and, uh, being the next huge player in, in, in coming into that role, you kind of want to just keep continuing that ideal of, uh, like fantastic Tampa Bay lightning hockey and Tampa Bay lightning captains.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting observation how you have like Yager and Lemieux in Pittsburgh. And then later on, right near the tail end of them leaving that franchise, you get Malkin and Crosby come in. And in um, Tampa Bay, you had St. Louis and Le Cavalier. And when they sunset, you get people like Stamkos and Kucherov coming in. Oh, yeah. And like those Art Ross battles between those two franchises have been going back and forth for a while. Um, so there's a lot of talent in Tampa Bay, uh, top to bottom. Um, I just really, I'm wearing a stars jersey cause I, I really like Rick Bowness, the coach for the stars. I yeah. think he's an amazing, uh, leader and, um, he's been an assistant with the Canucks before, but he's been to the finals with a few different franchises. In fact, he used to be the assistant coach for the lightning and he's credited with being Turning Victor Hedman into the defenseman he is today.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So it's kind of interesting. Even John Cooper is like, dude, this guy's been in the league for like 40 plus years straight. I learned from him coming in as the head coach when he was my assistant. Oh. And so it's kind of like you want, you have these like tales you can find on both sides to get really behind. But everyone that talks about Rick talks about how happy they are that he's finally here again in the finals as the head coach at the helm. And I'm finding it really hard to root against that story above all the other players that I feel like deserve it in a way. I feel like he deserves it because he's responsible for those players, us thinking they deserve it. So,
3: right. Yeah. Oh, nice. Keizer. Well, guys, I'll be, I'll be straight honest with you. I uh, watched zero of these games and it's not not because I don't want to watch them, but you know, life life decided to do different things. Um, but besides that, screw Dallas, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and we, Dude, we all man, you're <laughs> truly
0: speaking to the hearts of Colorado <laughs> Avalanche and Vegas fans right now. And we honestly.
3: and 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 we all we don't have to get into details why we're saying that, right? It's just there's a little bit of a bitterness uh, here in Colorado. Well, yeah. Um, but, hey, man, um, both teams are great, you know, uh, watching when Dallas played abs. I mean, there were no team to sleep on, and obviously they they proved it. Same with Tampa Bay. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. Really did not expect Tampa Bay to be here right now. Uh, it's I 2020, thought, man. I thought that they'd be kicked out way earlier. And, oh, yeah. Um, but that being said, man, um, I'll go for Tampa Bay for are bitter, bitter reasons. Oh, um, of course, of course. And uh, I'll say game seven uh, because, like I said, both teams watching him when the odds were still in the playoffs, uh, I think both of them, it's, it's just going to be one of those back and forth type of situations again. Big so, mo-
0: momentum swings yep. and just like crazy dramatic.
3: Yeah, and and you guys mentioned him. Vasilevsky, man, Fuck. Like, pretty good.
0: Eh? He's he's strong in net, man, and he he really knows when to show up. So yeah, and like ah, oh, you know what? I'm just gonna go Tampa in seven as well. I'm gonna join the group, you know. Um, well, uh, you know, for my own personal reasons, fuck the Dallas Stars right now. Um, uh, I just, you know, to be, to be completely honest with you, I didn't really have, uh, much faith in Tampa until stammer came back. I mean, obviously they've been, uh, they really haven't missed him way too much. I mean, especially with, uh, you know, Braden Point stepping up and I mean, Andre Palat coming in and getting back into his form that he was about like four years ago where he was, you know, sitting on that top line and just, uh, just. Throwing the puck in at will, you know, and he's he's shown flashes of his old self, so uh, it's it's great that um, they have people uh, players willing to stand up uh, to step up. And now, I mean, with Stammer coming in and looking like he didn't even miss what like uh, four months, no, so not I at mean, all. it's it's kind of like you know, uh, you really uh, it's up to Dallas to stop a lot of these like heavy machine guns that. Uh, Tampa Bay has on, on their bench. And, I mean, Hedman's still been playing just fucking incredible. So, I mean, it's 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 really Tampa's theirs to win and it's theirs to lose at this point, I, 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 I got to say. So, um, we'll see here in, uh, you know, what, uh, four short games.
3: Yep. Yeah, and uh, hey, Kenny, if you're listening, if you guys pull it off, I will get me a Vasudevsky jersey. I'll We'll throw it on oh, yeah, on I'll, the Insta or something. I'll get me
0: a Victor Hedman jersey, too. Nah. We'll order them together. Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll get, hopefully, we can get a deal or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy one, get one half yeah. off. Fuck wink, I wink. hope. Two for one or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I'll get a, Spr- a
4: Boko. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Kenny, if you're out there, um, I know you uh, you loved the last shout-out we gave you, so we're going to give you another one. You might like this one a little bit better. Anyways, um, just before we get into Pierce, I just, I do want to say congratulations to Connor Hellebeck for the Vesna Trophy, um, uh, Leon Dreisaitl for the Ted Lindsey and the Hart Memorial rewar- uh, Award. Reward. Oh, geez. Um, and then uh, we also have Roman Yossi as the Norris Trophy winner, and then we have Kale McCarr, as the Calder. And so congratulations to them. So um, uh, let's talk about it. You guys, hit us up on uh, Instagram and Facebook and uh, complain or argue or agree with us. Uh, anything you want. I've heard
3: there's been some bitterness on some of them. So
0: A little bit. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, a little bit of bitterness coming from the hockey minute. Just a little bit. Brandon, wow, damn Canadians Brandon. never fails. I'm sorry Brandon. I'm sorry. Uh, we had to mention it, but we love you guys. So, but uh and Isn't Tricital uh,
4: um the first German-born player to win the Ted Lindsay?
0: You might you might be right. You uh we'll definitely have to look that up. Yeah, because that would be yeah, who else would it be? Yeah, Michael Randberg. No, <laughs> I'm like trying to think of good German players. I mean, uh, Uwe Krupp but he'd be he'd be quicker to wear, uh, win the Norris than um, the uh, Ted Lindsay. Look it up. Yeah. Right. Consult the oracle. <laughs> Consult. The All oracle. right. Anyways, Pierce, thank you so much for being on the show again. We're really excited about this. So, uh, if you haven't listened uh, to our show before, we we really love digging into getting new perspectives on hockey, and we want to hear about yours. So, uh, could you could uh, can we start it out at the very very beginning? You know, let us a little uh, let us know a little bit uh, about your background, bud.
2: Yeah. Um... So this will be my 19th season, um, started way back. There was a camp, still a camp, uh, it's wheelchair sports camp. Um, basically they throw there's uh, four different um, groups made up of people with physical disabilities. Um, and they just throw you in all sorts of different sports and you go there and make friends, um, And skated for the first time um, back in 2001, Um, fell in love with it. And then I was one of the first uh, kids to take part in the Colorado Sadaki youth team, which, um, interesting fact, we were the first youth team um, in the nation to be founded.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Uh, How'd you find... Well, did you just find out about uh, the team through the camp?
2: Yeah, actually, um, the guy who started it all, Corey Fairbanks, uh, came to the camp and um, set up some ice time just to recruit uh, kids because he figured that that was going to be the way to carry the sport forward. Um, And it was just like an hour-long by hockey Clinic and uh been hooked ever since.
0: That that's really cool, man. And so uh so tell us about, you know, like the first kind of, you know, the baby like, you know, the baby steps of the uh of the association and stuff to, and uh, I mean and just tell us, you know, how going through that was
2: Yeah, I mean I was fortunate that I don't remember a lot. I just like of the admin side, um, I just know that all they cared about was getting me and uh, some friends I've grown up with just on the ice and playing. Um, really fortunate to have those role models around me and few advocates of making sure us youth could play.
0: No, that's huge. I mean, having a lot of people in, in your corner like that, especially with, uh, you know, something that's so new, it's got to, it's got to feel kind of good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it was uh, great. I remember um, uh first time we like had a practice um, with the adult team, we like came off the ice and all we had was like bicycle helmets to start because they were still working on funding and um, I had chipped up a question, and I was like, uh, are we going to get actual helmets? And I remember everyone laughing, like, yeah, that's going to happen. We just got to get the donations.
0: <laughs> well, that's, oh, yeah, like, hey, can we get some, like, actual gear in here? And uh, so, like, uh, so w- what would you guys do, you know, just uh, ma- mainly just, like, benefits? Or, uh, you know, what kind of, like, push that forward for you guys?
2: uh in terms of uh getting gear
0: yeah and just like funding and you know finding ice time and stuff like that or was it uh, was it more just like you know we'll uh you know buy out a couple hours of a rink or you know like a, like anything like that and like uh finding gear was probably like the worst part just because it's yeah, kind so, of more- uh,
2: from the beginning uh the avalanche have been great about um we've been involved with them since 95 96 um and they've basically funded our ice time every year since then um i remember at the beginning uh the ice rinks were kind of we didn't have a home rink so uh we played a lot at like world arena um basically anywhere we could get ice and um i was lucky that my dad would just drive me everywhere oh yeah Um, And, uh, but as far as like gear goes, we really depended on, um, other able-bodied teams to donate their used gear. Um, and then, uh, as far as sleds go, uh, there's lots of, like the Daniels Fund will, um, help you afford gear, but we really do depend on the, uh, individual contributions for sure
0: oh wow so that's uh so the abs have just been in your corner the entire time that's really cool uh did you ever get to uh, meet any of the players or uh get a skate with them ever
2: oh yeah um like tons of times and i'm way lucky um i think my favorites oh man that's hard um lyle's is really great um He was on a break the ice a few times. Um, Never skated with Sakic, but he's always, like, the most humble dude. Um, Just lots of different opportunities to meet players. Um, Been lucky, for sure.
0: You ever tried to lay one of them
2: out? (laughs) Uh, Definitely tried to, like, stick handle and... uh, those dudes are so fast that it's like they can put it under like three different threads before you even know the bucket
0: Oh man, <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. I think uh, I I I'm I'm a really competitive guy, so I'd probably I could definitely see myself getting like real pissed and just taking a run at one of them, just like you bastard, you know. Even though it's like you know the Colorado Avalanche, I'd still like want to, you know, try to maybe cut uh, cut an angle off or something.
1: Hey Varley, is that really a cat eyes official? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just poke your stick through it. Yeah, see if it
3: see if it pokes him in the face. <laughs> um, one question I want to ask you is: um, Were you always in the hockey, or did that kind of just pop up uh, later in your life? Or like, how how did you really get involved in hockey itself?
2: Good question. Um... So, uh, elementary school, I had this friend um, who we would hang out in his cul-de-sac, and they would play street hockey, and um, it was really difficult for me to get involved, and then he was in his own league, and I was just like, man, I'm, like, really pissed that I can't play hockey right now. Um, And so, it was, like, I talked with my dad about it, and, like, we really didn't have There wasn't really a good option until like months later that summer, um, uh, Wheelchair Sports Camp came around. Um, And then since then, I've been in love with hockey. And I think one of the things that really ignited my passion was uh, just watching the old school ads versus Red Wings games
1: uh, on TV. Plus, that'll get you into hockey for sure. Those were some great times. And, and Pierce, you touched on something I was going to ask you about, too, because you said once you finally got on the ice at the opportunity, you fell in love with it right away. And I'm curious what you mean by that, uh, because when I step on the ice or get to play, um, there's certain sounds on the ice that you can't find anywhere else that just make me feel like i'm at home. Oh yeah. My my problems for me, hockey's like a mental thing too. It like helps me forget what's going on outside. And that's that came with time. I'm I'm curious a like kind of what made you fall in love with it when you got on the ice and what do you love about it now?
0: Oh, good yeah. question. Uh,
2: the first thing that made me fall in love with it was the fact that the environment was disability led Um, and by that I mean there was people in chairs like me with physical disabilities um, that were pushing me to get better from the moment I got on the ice and it wasn't like they were carrying me it was them saying that I have the ability to get better and I had never been in an environment where I was challenged and yet supported. A lot of the time with a disability, you're uh, pitied.
0: Yeah, fully agree.
2: So that was number one for me. Plus, like the hitting, you can't beat that.
1: (laughs) That's true. Uh, Agreed
0: on that, Pierce. Agreed on that, man. That was, that you that was one of my favorite parts when I played hockey too. uh Just wrecking some dude, and uh honestly, I wish I could be out on the ice with you uh now, man. uh But go on, yeah. I just wanted to uh, interject for a second there. No,
2: I, Cody. I still think you could come get in a sled anytime, um, uh,
0: dude. As long as you're there with me, bud. I'm there. I'm I'm totally there.
2: Hey, October twenty third, Ice Ranch, um eight fifteen to nine fifteen. We gotta try hockey come out and get us sled.
0: Oh wow, that's awesome, man. Oh, sweet. Ooh, I got the I got the, uh, I, got the I got the goosebumps, man. Get back <laughs> on the ice. So no, yeah, continue. So uh I mean obviously um that's uh, uh, is there anything else that like back in the day where they, that you remembered that you that really made you love it other than, you know, like the incredible support?
2: Yeah, I mean, that was the main thing. Um, Right now, I think the second part of that question is what makes me love the game now. Um, And it's the giving back piece. Um, I've been a coach since I was 18. Um, Actually, uh, Coach lazon he's passed away since a few years ago. Um, He got me into coaching. And through that, you can really connect with youth players. And that's like... One of the main motivations to get to the rink, um, especially with an early practice slot right now, is just uh, that peer support aspect.
1: Oh, man, I love that. That and is awesome. I mean, through what you've talked about, too, you, you can tell that you enjoy that because in you're giving back in a way that helps you get started in it and your that peer-to-peer support for those people like you said that you enjoyed when you were getting into it and i also picked up from what you were talking about how you had the privilege of having your dad that would drive you everywhere to help out with going to the ice times and we have the privilege of living in a city that has a professional hockey team that can fund the ice that you get um and or at least support that so i'm curious pierce let's pretend the avalanche didn't exist here and that, um, we don't all have the parents to help us drive around the rinks. What are ways that you would like to see the hockey community lend that support for you guys to continue the work that you guys are doing?
2: That is a great question. I think that first starts with building an accessible inclusive rink. Um, to ensure that if someone with a sled does show up, um, that they are welcomed and that um, they would have the sports there to skate. Um, As far as the transportation side goes, um, I would love to see um, the state support people with disabilities and their transportation to hockey under, like, They need it for mental health or they need it for rehabilitation or um, just physical fitness. Um, I think that would really get more people involved and bridge some gaps in um, obesity rates and um, suicide rates and other things like that that are definitely increased in the disabled population.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Uh Pierce it could because uh there's been so many times well, you know, I was uh I was lucky enough to, you know, be graced by, you know, um Walt Dog Nation, uh, you know, and and I know you know about Dog Nation. They've helped you out too. Uh and so I've you know, uh people people are a little more um lucky or, you know, uh dealt a better card to be able to have this uh transportation but for from what i've seen and you know from the people that i've talked to you know transportation is probably one of the biggest uh hindrances for you know people living with disabilities and like wheelchairs and stuff so um i to be completely honest with you i i couldn't agree with you more on that i mean especially to go out and do something like play hockey or do something that you know helps helps the the mind and the body at the same time i mean it it, it is definitely something i think the the state legislature and i mean just uh Local governments should really kind of take a look at. So that that was an incredible point right there. I fully a hundred percent agree with you there, bud.
1: Yeah, well, well said, Pierce. And you know, the other thing we we should make sure to mention is, uh, and because Dog Nation was brought up, and because one of those solutions we think is a good idea is to build an all inclusive rink. That that is one of the missions of Dog Nation right now is to be fundraising for. Uh, building a, a three-sheet, all-inclusive uh, rink. So it's good to see that there's foundations like Dog Nation out there, um, but that will help Colorado, you know, not the nation. And we need more places like Dog Nation to be able to do it in other places. So that, I like your answer a lot.
3: And that might, you know, really put it on the map and maybe motivate other yeah. places, not only Colorado, you know, like uh, California stone. or like, who knows, you know, to motivate and be like, holy crap, like, why didn't we do this, you yeah. know, five years ago or whatever the case may well, be, you know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah, just with, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. I'm getting really stoked. I'm loving this conversation. I really am. I mean, it would even help players like Drew Garza, you know, who we who we had on um, uh, uh, first you see it, then you don't, I mean, uh, to even accommodate, you know, blind hockey players as well, not just sled hockey teams, but I mean, uh, everybody in hockey. So, um, yeah, love that answer Pierce. It's, it's incredible. And, uh, how can, um, what, uh, what would you say, uh, w- what we can do to help like what, uh, re- re- regular people can help with, you know, you know, just maybe getting this done.
2: Yeah. um, So I just want to go back and absolutely second what you said about Dog Nation. They're great. They helped me out when my sled got stolen um, so that I could get back on the ice and coach. Um, And I think what, where an able-bodied team could come in is one, just getting involved with your local sled hockey team. Um, There's always a need for volunteers, uh, whether it's pushers or if, you want to be a student coach and learn how to adapt drills um, or we even have like student refs that come and just uh, kind of practice during our Mm -hmm. I think that involvement gets the conversation going of what kind of support could we give you um, at the link and outside of the link Um, organizations obviously differ. uh we talked about it um in terms of support and uh distance um so maybe there's some solutions with your local community and that only happens by mixing organizations
0: no absolutely and um uh, uh and i mean obviously you know dog nation has a uh, website i mean uh usa uh Paralympians have uh, websites? Uh, do you guys, uh, I mean, just for your, like Colorado leagues, do you guys have places where people can go that we can, you know, kind of push out there?
2: Yeah. Um, we uh, are on Um And then we are also on Facebook where we post a lot of our um, events, which would look like clinics or um, games
0: sweet and all right so let's get in let's let's get into the actual play i mean uh so uh can you explain how kind of like the league goes you know um you know how many teams or uh you know tournaments or how how you know how games normally go can you kind of like give us a a a real strong idea about you know what gameplay and league play is like
2: yeah definitely um so we have right now we have a team that competes in um The Midwest Sled Hockey League, they are also part of our Warrior Hockey, uh, Warrior Abs. Um, So that's a team up in Monument that's made up of just disabled veterans um, to give them that brotherhood. And um, they could talk about how that has impacted their rehabilitation.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Almost kind of like sports therapy
2: absolutely um but as far as like the leagues go so we have they uh they're called our a's they compete in the midwest sled hockey league um and then we also have a b travel team that competes in the pacific sled hockey league um but those basically look like we travel once a month during the season uh usually play four or five games in a weekend um and then you uh add up points up until the final championship weekend. Um it's uh
1: damn four or five it, games in a weekend? Damn.
2: Yeah.
3: That's a and, lot. That's a
2: lot. Uh, yeah, it's uh it can be extremely exhausting, especially with uh depending on the year, you have um one or two subs, maybe. Wow. Uh, so it can be it can be an exhausting weekend, but totally
0: worth it oh absolutely kind of gives that old adage to that old stupid joke like oh boy my arms are tired i just flew in here like oh yeah motherfucker i just played four or five games of sled hockey within two days give me a break that's right
4: i thought your joke was funny
0: oh sorry Uh, (laughs) i'm not as funny as i think i am sometimes uh so, uh, uh, so normally, so basically Pierce, like, uh, when you, when you're building your teams, you kind of just like scout, um, scout a lot of people just through, you know, the, uh, the, uh, camps that you, that you've gone to and stuff.
2: Yeah. Uh, good question. Anyone can, we, um, call us that occupied itself on, uh, being inclusive. So we don't care what your level is. Um, we want to find you a place to play, um, so what we do is we go to different, we usually tag on to different adaptive sports events, uh, like ski spec, um, and then um, we do some stuff with the NSCD. Nice. And um, Basically just try to get as many people as we can on the ice in an hour, hour and a half. Um, and then if they love it, Try to follow up with them and have them stick with it. Um, that can be challenging with those events because people are coming from out of state. Uh, but in that situation, we want to connect them with their local team because the whole point is to grow the game. We would love if they were playing for us, but we'll settle for them playing with their local team.
0: Oh yeah, and then Definitely. maybe maybe further down the line, when you're playing a tournament, you know, you're playing that guy that you kind of like uh, uh, kind of helped along. So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be kinda cool, you know, see uh guys that actually stuck with it.
2: Yeah, that's um you know, I think that it's a super rewarding feeling, um, but even more so when you get um a youth who's nervous about trying it for the first time and then they're like about to get off the ice and they just have that giant smile and then seeing them like years down the road it's
1: like okay this is oh yeah cool. you touch that guy's life a lot oh that's awesome girl sorry i mean that that is such a great feeling to be able to do as a as a human to other people i think yeah just bring light into their world that way oh man yeah that must be awesome
0: oh yeah and which actually brings me to my next question like is um let's let's talk about coaching a little bit you i mean i didn't even know that you were a coach like uh, how did you kind of get in, into the coaching and uh kind of maybe shed some light on that
2: yeah um so uh coach Lazan, um justin he uh was involved in the program um in the early 2000s um and then he left Came back when I was a teenager, um, and actually he he ended up staying with me and my family for a couple of years uh, just due to life circumstances. Um, and through there, he would um, we would watch hockey together, and we'd talk the game. And um, he'd even show me like the uh, you know the game in the seventies versus the Soviet, the Philly, the Fly. Cannot talk. Oh
3: yeah,
2: the Soviets. Um, that was one of his favorites games. So he showed me that. Um, and then through there, we started talking about how coaching is a lot of like on the ice stuff is important, but off the ice, um, how you're helping your athletes um, develop in all aspects of their life is important. Um, and through there, I realized that a natural affinity for being in the peer support role and i have a passion for it so um got my level one when i turned 18 and then um just been trying to improve myself every year and just try to be a role model
0: that's awesome man and i I, and i I I'm guessing that that's probably one of the best parts about it too, is really kind of shedding, shedding a new light on these kids, you know, like, uh, giving them a like something great to look forward to and, and do. Oh
4: yeah. Well that, and I, I have a question too. Like, do you, did you use any of the notes and anecdotes that he kind of taught you throughout his coaching career, um, that you still kind of just pass on down to these kids nowadays? Um, just some things that you can't let go because they're just good, just, you know, tried and true ways to do that that you saw or did you kind of go on your own regimen with coaching?
2: Yeah, uh, good question. Um, As far as on the ice stuff goes, I am, um, he was definitely more reserved and I just like can't not keep my mouth shut.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're in good company.
2: (laughs) But, Uh, off the ice definitely um he uh always echoed being um like transparent um about how you're feeling either physical or um in your mental health um and so i try to bring that to my players because i don't i know there's like a culture of playing through pain but with youth it's I do not want them risking their future for just like a practice. So, definitely being honest and communicating what's going on.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a huge that's a huge sentiment too. I mean, I, that's and that's I feel like that's kind of what uh, differs uh, differences from a uh, like a, a good coach to a great coach.
4: Yeah, you have to be firm and reassuring. I th- I feel like, uh, and, in your ways inside and outside the locker room. And, you know,
0: well, truly care too, and oh, yeah. really have like uh, you know a mind for not just you know this this is just the game. You exactly. know, this is just the game. You've got a whole life to live and. If anything changes that, then we, uh, you know, obviously just to echo what you said, you know, uh, you, you don't want to, ch- uh, you know, screw your life up for just one practice or something.
1: I think we got a lot of good soundbites from Pierce to cut up and use as, uh, an argument for getting funding for getting people to rinks. Cause right. clearly this goes beyond just people needing a ride to go play a sport.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, that's well, j- just going back to kind of like what we were talking about earlier is that, you know, hockey, uh, hockey really isn't just a sport. You know, it, you, you really, gr- it really kind of grows inside your mind and really takes a hold of you and, and uh, acts as like a therapeutic or, you know, um, a, you know, a mind clearing uh, activity that uh, people really come to need.
1: And it, at, at least that's what it should be for people, and it sounds to me like if I was a player looking for a coach, someone like Pierce would really afford me that opportunity, and um, that's great because... Sports should be welcoming
4: in that respect too. Oh, yeah. You know? well, yeah, and I'm pretty sure Pierce, you can agree with me that you just get you love hearing the backstories of all these kids and just how they've you know, want, have either risen up to great players or just just their personality wise. Just if they're you know just your you know average Joe players or whatnot, and they just end up in the sled hockey somehow. But
2: yeah, um, I. Love comparing where players start, um, both like in their skills and where they're at, like, um, say, with um, like making friends or things like that, or how outgoing they are, or how they self advocate for their needs. Um, And then watching them after a season, it's day and night because we give them that that environment where, like I said before, they're supported, but also we're going to challenge you and you're going to go as far as you can carry yourself.
0: Yeah. So, you you know, you can actually, you really find yourself within, within that kind of, um, a chance, you know, I mean, that's kind of like, with me I mean when I started playing hockey I was you know this kind of you know shy kind of doughy little you know kid that really just kind of I don't know you know just I mean I I wouldn't say uh, went with the flow just like like let the flow kind of wash over me but I felt like when I started playing hockey um you know it it really did give me that chance to really kind of find my own voice, not only on the ice, but, like, in real life, and find, like, a confidence that I didn't really have, and I, I, I gotta say, like, uh, from what you're saying there, Pierce, is that, um, this, um, this is really kind of double for them, because, you know, you're living with disabilities, it's, you are, you, you are kind of, like, just pushed off to the left of the center, either because you can't, can actually, uh, play sports or somebody's like, you know, rather than actually get to know you or talk to you, they just kind of throw pity on you and they, they just kind of move on. And so in this, in this aspect, it's really, uh, it really gives them a chance to, you know, be around people and have, have not only, uh, them show them the, the real them to people, but learn, you know, learn who they really are at the same time.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. I have a friend um, who always, she's not into sports, but she always echoes the importance of community. And I think that's what hockey gives you um, beyond just basically being um, that token you were talking about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and that and that's one thing that I think all of us preach really hard is uh hockey is a community and like a brother/sisterhood, slash you know. And I uh, hearing about this is absolutely lovely. I'm just I you know, I'm brimming with like just uh, I don't know, it's just it's it's incredible to hear about and I love that. I love the fact that that is going on here, you know.
1: I'd like to add something really quickly about it, too, about like how sport brings these, uh, helps people develop new skills on and off the ice. Um, I also, through my personal life right now, I'm now in work in more of a leadership role and I don't have work experience in leadership roles, but I seem to be doing okay with the leadership that I've been handed And I know it's because I'm tapping into some of the skills of leadership that I learned learning how to be a leader out on a hockey team Growing up and so I want to just state that you know What's awesome about what we're saying is we're seeing how these are immediate long, uh, like really impactful effects right now but as you get older You'll you'll discover that what it gives you is a lot through your life later on too. That will come to your benefit later in life that you didn't expect. So,
0: well said. Yeah, I I completely agree. Kate? Awesome man. Um,
3: <laughs> I just wanted to touch a little bit on the equipment for sled hockey. Oh yeah, um, Say safe, safe for. For someone, you know, that's listening right now that wants to get into sled hockey, you know, but unsure of um, what kind of equipment they might need. Obviously, I would I would suppose the sled is um, probably one of the most important uh, pieces of equipment that you need. Uh, I guess my question is, is there a different type of sleds? Um, or would there, is there maybe a certain sled that a beginner should use as opposed to someone, uh, that has played, you know, for already five, six years? Um, and besides the sleds, you know, um, I, I know you guys use two sticks. Um, and then is there, is there anything else that you might need if you wanted to get started? Yeah,
2: good question. Um, so as far as beginner sled versus advanced sled goes, um, we normally recommend beginners um, get, they're like adjustable sleds, um, so like you can move the bucket back or you can move uh, the footrest forward, um, basically every piece you can change. Um, that's just to get your desired playing um, position down. Um, and then once you've played for five years, um, we do say to get your own equipment um but most organizations should have a sled that you can just try um and from there you can uh sleds run about 750 bucks for a new one
3: Wow,
4: wow oh my
2: expensive i actually try and fundraise that every year just so one player can get in a sled which i think it's crazy expensive but
4: um it's still good on you doing that though
2: you mentioned sticks there's um you definitely see a difference in players who've been playing a long time and newbies where newbies have these they're awful they're like these wooden sticks but they're cheap and you can buy them in bulk and they have a really thin blade and it is really hard to stick handle But it's great for just getting people used to the feeling of sleds. And then when you're more advanced, um, you usually get some carbon fiber sticks. You know the length your sticks are cut at. um, And that's something we try to echo with the youth as well, is uh, learn how to take care of your gear. So um, if your stick breaks, make sure you have extras, things like that. Um, But really, you could play with sticks and um a sled and make sure you have your brain bucket but other than that i feel confident putting somebody on the
0: ice oh uh, the brain bucket i love i love the i love it i love it um and uh, that's another thing like where uh you know where do you normally go to get gear um yeah
2: so we all um we go to hockey a lot um, we, as the organization, we get a lot of donations from, um, able-bodied hockey teams, um, or, like, teams that are practicing at the same ice. They're like, hey, we're not going to use these, here you go. Um, which is great. And then we've been fortunate in the past, and abs players have bought us, like, all new helmets, which, as you know, helmets expire, um, so yeah. that's... Definitely needed.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, so, uh, and do, are there like manufacturers of like, uh, you know, sleds or you know, specific hockey sticks? Are you or are, are you guys, you know, just taking a you know, like a snapped twig and just cutting it down?
2: Good question. Um, so, most of the main stick manufacturers make sled hockey sticks now. Um, oh, I, that's cool. A pair of Eastons, and then I also have a pair of Warriors. Um, And then, as far as sleds go, there's really two main um, people in the game you have mobility sports, um, and then you have unique inventions, and they're up in, I forget where they are in Canada, but they're up there. Um, And for a lot of uh, like clinics and new sleds, we go to mobility. And then for more permanent type sleds, we go to Unique.
0: Cool, man. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know Easton or Warrior were making uh, sled hockey sticks. That's freaking sweet.
1: Yeah. Um, it was a great thing to see these big companies start doing more of these DEI initiatives by choosing to get involved with more of that. So
4: Oh, incredibly Which, so. I th- more companies should get involved with that. That's huge. That is very huge
0: uh one
3: more question on the gear uh goalies do goalies have a different type of sled or anything like that or is it is it uh essentially similar to what a normal player would have
0: oh wow keith's coming up with a goalie question what a surprise
2: you know i'm not an expert on goalies but i will try i know it's a different sled but i don't know how besides um, instead of blades they have uh, basically plexiglass um, so that they can uh, slide post to post okay. oh okay. wow yeah
4: that's interesting
2: and then um, they have the catchers mitt, um but what they do is they uh, like cannibalize a um, a sneaker from like saku and they sew it on the back of the glove okay. so that they can still catch and use it as a pick on the ice. Oh and then, um, and then the goalie stick actually has um it's like a coved um pick so that they can use that to push off as well.
4: Okay. So when you're saying like a cannibalized like catching glove, I'm picturing like a like a metal kind of cleats from like baseball on the back side of it almost in a sense.
2: Yeah, they're basically just taking the tracks off of that and then putting it on a regular goalie glove. Okay.
1: Oh, that's fucking cool. So, that's... don't get in fights with sled hockey goalies <laughs> unless yeah. they drop yeah. the gloves. <laughs> right.
4: Right. <laughs> Allegedly.
0: I, well, all right, uh that actually leads me to my next question. Have you uh has there like uh, has there been a fight, you know, it, like have you ever witnessed a fight or been in a fight? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's
2: USA hockey, and you get ejected. Um, but yeah, there's been there's been multiple fights I can think about. Um, I try not to. I usually kind of I don't start them, but. Uh,
1: mm-hmm you don't
4: he's, stop them either he's the finisher <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't stop him but you sure do finish him that's what i'm talking about pierce that's awesome man. oh dude that's I like great. how we totally
1: finished his answer for him he's like no no no, no i'm <laughs> no, even no, better no, than no, that. no i'm a nice guy but know what you're saying pierce
0: <laughs> uh so uh, how many th- uh, like how many do you think actually really uh kind of go down i mean is it is it kind of a normal thing or is it uh, a little less little less known and seen
2: If there's a fight, it is not your typical NHL one-on-one fight. It is usually, like, bench clearing.
4: Oh. Um,
2: So, like, um, I can think of... There might be one on YouTube
1: still. Um, Still, the lawsuit for that one hasn't happened yet.
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I can think of three or four... Oh. Than just people coming off the bench and just because you play the same teams you and you out and you're all tired you're playing games back to back um
0: you just build that just build that animosity and that hatred for years absolutely that's awesome man that is that's incredible. Uh, boys. What else? Uh, I know. Uh, I know. I got. I got one more to close it out.
3: Well, you close. You close out with yours, and then I'll double. I'll close out with mine. You'll, How about oh, that? Oh, you'll p-
0: but, piggyback my clothes out. And then eh? I'll oh, we'll have see to what do you close out with
4: after you guys do a double closey.
0: Oh, you finally you looked that up? Yes, actually. No, cool. Or
4: I can do it right now. no we'll we'll okay. finish.
0: We'll finish. So, uh, Pierce, what I really want to ask you, man, um, uh let's let's just uh let's kind of like uh you know jump up in the air kind of look down above on all this like where do you, uh where do you think you uh where do you think you'd be without hockey now as opposed to now how do you feel with hockey after looking back on all these years doing you know learning how to play playing and then coaching and like you know what uh what's the big thing that uh you know you take away from the game
2: Yeah, um, man, that is always my like three-in-the-morning question to myself. Um, (laughs) I would definitely be less independent. Um, I would not feel confident. I mean, just because traveling was such a huge part of hockey, I don't think I would have the same amount of confidence traveling out of the country or um, even going to college um, and like advocating for myself at a job, I don't think I would have nearly the amount of skills if I had never participated in hockey.
3: Wow. Awesome, man. Yeah. I'm You, you sort of, I, I think you basically answered the question I was going to ask you to kind of finish this out. Ah, boom, sucker. So but um, but <laughs> maybe maybe you have something else to add, but uh, what I was going to ask you was, you know, going back to, you know, earlier when we talked, you know, and you're saying about seeing your neighbors playing hockey and you're just kind of like, shit, I want to play, and, you know, you you just didn't have, you know, the opportunity to do it, but now moving forward, you are playing hockey and you obviously experienced so many cool memories through hockey. Um... When someone says the word hockey, what does it mean to you?
2: When someone says hockey, um, it means a few different words to me. It means family. It means competition. And just like elation. There's not really many areas of my life where i get experience just shutting off my brain and the ice does that for me and i think that's an important outlet for anyone to find
3: Uh, that's awesome man oh man brother oh man i think that's a awesome closing right there (laughs) oh absolutely uh the meaning of hockey man that
0: was fucking beautiful man all right. So, uh Ross, we got a we got a uh we have an, we update. A, uh, an update. I consulted
4: the Oracle and he was the first German-born player to win the Hart trophy. It's Leon
0: Lindsey. Not Dreis- the
4: Ted Lindsay. The Lindsay. Okay. No. No, I thought it was the Ted Lindsay, but yeah. I He won too. So, I mean, <laughs> Pat I mean, on the probably, back, people pat probably, on the butt.
0: People probably listening to this has already googled it. They probably didn't fucking wait till the end, like oh, no. yeah, like, just just looking it up, like you, even if they really care. Um, uh, I'll tell you what, Pierce. Thank you so much for joining us, man. It was uh extremely eye opening and fucking incredible to talk to you. And uh, I feel like I think everybody came away with a like a a, a a bright perspective on uh on the game of hockey and. I I just want to say thank you so much for doing that and um damn man I I I can't really say much else like boys what uh, do you got?
3: No, nothing man. Uh it just you learn you you learn something new every time we have conversation with all these people and it's amazing man. It just it just gives a whole different perspective uh of hockey, you know. There's just so many different aspects of it, you know. And different ways that people look at it. So it's just, it's just cool, man. Um, that's all I got really.
1: (laughs) I I just want to add to that by saying it's, it's nice to, to talk to somebody who, um, can not only offer his perspective, but also, um, has been thinking about some practical ways that, uh, we can all help make change for the better. And I appreciated what you had to say about some potential solutions and, ways that we can all get involved. Um, I think it's important to know that uh, there's services out there to take advantage of, and also there's services that you can take advantage of by being more in- involved with. So agreed. thank you Absolutely. very much, Pierce, for what you had to talk to us about today, because I feel like talking to you some more, we'd learn even more. And so uh, I just appreciate what you're doing for the hockey community as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Well said. What do you got, Ross? No,
4: I've just been loving uh, with the blind hockey player. I mean, we got the, you know, Ed Pierce right now. I mean, it's just been an eye-opening experience, um, you know, just to learn these different facets. And just as Keats and Daniel both said, just you learn something new every time we talk to these guys. And you think it's just something, you know, easy basic, but no, there's so much that goes into that. And I mean my hats off to you, Pierce, and everybody else who has disabilities that you know, use them to their abilities. And um you know, I mean, it's just an amazing thing to just see that happen.
0: Pierce, would you like to send any shout outs before we uh sign off with this beast?
2: Yeah, I just wanna say thank you guys for shining a light on the different disciplines. Um glad to be here. And just want to say last, October twenty-third, please come out and try sled hockey.
0: And uh where's that where is that gonna be? It'll
2: be uh at the Ice Ranch, uh down in Littleton. And it'll be um
0: eight fifteen
2: or nine fifteen. PM and, or AM. Uh AM. Anyway. Look on our Facebook page for the sign up.
0: Oh, sweet man. Uh yeah, and we'll uh you know, we'll throw uh Colorado Sled hockey, uh up on the uh on the promo and everything. And uh like I said, uh Pierce, so incredible to have you. Thank you so much. Had a fun time and uh we'd love to have you back on here real soon.
2: Yeah, we'd love to.
0: Cool, and uh we just want to send shout outs to my beer nation app uh they are the ones that always bring us our incredible hats pins and stickers and uh thank you to everyone who are buying hats and uh supporting us that goes a long way for us to bring you guys a better show so thank you so much to everyone grabbing one of the grabbing a couple of those or whatever so just want to say thank you to them and the listeners boys what you got
3: uh, man, you basically said everything people need to know. The only thing I'll add is, uh, guys, we got some new videos up on YouTube. Uh, Ooh, please yeah. check those out. Please, please, please subscribe if you haven't subscribed on YouTube yet. And, and as always, um, if you have a minute, please leave us a review on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It will really help us to make this thing we, we bigger. Like, we so. like
0: to read nice things people say to us. And, uh, honestly you got something negative to say I'd really like to... especially you, you in Swedish. You know what? Leave me. Yeah, I've, especially yeah, the you can tell us finske so yeah, uh skriva and utvisning.
3: Here's what I can recommend of the haters I will say. Give us a five star, but you can tell us what you don't like and we'll work on it. I promise you. Uh, sounds good. I I think uh I'm looking
1: forward to the Jerseys on the bench episodes that have come out. Uh, we got your dad on Pappy, one of uh, them. Pappy Zanders. Pa- we got uh, our, Pappy our, on our good second friend one. Yeah. Todd Sawatsky, Sawatsky. Sawatsky back with another uh, um, TSA telling yeah. us about uh, jerseys. And there's another one coming on Jersey Cares, uh, like how to take care of your jerseys or how to up, like re upcycle the next one. Um, but uh, it, it, it sounds like maybe on um, October 23rd there's going to be a jerseys on the bench episode of GoPro footage of Cody in a sled hockey oh
0: man that'd be fucking cool eh?
1: yeah so maybe we can start working on that and give people uh, what it's like to be on that bench
0: yeah Pierce we, uh, yeah, we would love it if you joined us on that video if we could make it happen
2: oh absolutely I so, find-
0: Oh, beautiful! Now,
3: Cody, now you have to do it, man. Right. Wow Hey, man, I'm. Fine this with is locked that. in, and we're we're making it happen. We're just gonna
4: ratchet down a bunch of GoPros on them or whatnot, Daniel.
1: Definitely, we'll do whatever we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
4: fuck have it. a drone Zip above tie them too. them it. Just duct tape. Yeah, we don't care. Yeah, if you
0: can't if you can't duck it, fuck it. <laughs> well boys I think that's a that's a wrap up Ross you got anything you want to add
4: no just appreciate uh, all of our uh, guests and all of our listeners for coming on just shooting the shit with us and even listening Um, as Keith said just definitely uh, any feedback that we can get is more of a help than a hurt so let us know um, good or bad so uh, but that's about it love you all though
0: yeah we love you all and uh, V Horsh until next
1: time, happy Peace.